0: All right, we got another episode of Dirt Talk. Got nothing better to do these days. I'm just stuck at home because I can't travel due to all the craziness in the world. We've been in the past interviewing different folks that we work with, our partners that we call them, executives that that own the companies we we work with, manage the companies we work with, and eventually we'll, we'll be reaching out to a whole bunch of different folks at, at these companies as time goes on. It's kind of exciting to make our way through the list, and as we do, we get even more people to interview. This episode is a little unique because the goal of this podcast, one, is to bring a little bit of awareness to what our partners do and to the industry as a whole, you know, peel back the curtain and and share with people what, what it takes to actually keep this industry running and what goes on behind the scenes in this industry. But then two, we want to share more about BuildWit, about our business, how we're shaping our business. And it used to be just me doing my thing with a camera. On social media, but now it's starting to grow into our own business. So we're starting to develop our own culture, make our own decisions, have our own financial lessons learned and plenty of expensive mistakes made. So we want to start sharing some of those. So I figured the the very first episode of this Dirt Talk, you know, build it behind the scenes special needed to be with Dan, Dan Briscoe. He's our vice president. And Dan, you've pretty much been here since the beginning, right?
1: Yeah. I think back when it was
0: just an idea you were having, yeah, so how did we even meet in the first place
1: so uh, yeah, it's interesting i was I was at a company called HTSS. It was a construction software company here in Sugarland, Texas, and building a pretty big marketing team really wanted to add some construction experience to the team, and also we had an initiative called i Build America we were working on, and so my son actually found you on social media. He was working as an intern in our program and found you and just said, hey, you know, this guy has a construction experience. He's doing some crazy good stuff on social media. We should talk to him. And, you know, I think a few hours later, you and I were on a phone.
0: I actually remember, remember that day. I was happily working in construction just out of college. I was in Fort Worth, Texas on what was supposed to be a two-year job. I was only you know, like three and a half months in. And then here you guys start calling me and ask me to drive down to Houston for a job interview.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's funny how things turn out. So I mean, you were I remember you saying, you know, I someday I wanna have my own marketing agency. I wanna have make a huge impact on the industry. And how am I gonna go about doing it? And I was like, Well, you're at a crossroads. Like I would quit your job and come down here. You know, you've got to still interview and get the job, but I would come down here and run, I build America for us and, you know, learn marketing, learn what it's like working on a team and take it from there. So yeah. for some crazy, crazy reason you listened and called back a couple of hours later and said, okay, let's, let's interview. It, so yeah, that was
0: good. It happened quick. And I interviewed, got the job and then moved like two weeks later <laughs> from Fort yeah. Worth to Houston. Yeah. What was your background before can you explain what you did in a little bit more detail at HSS? And then what, what's your background been? I mean, your whole life, what did your experience look like?
1: Well, I grew up kind of on a ranch, you know, blue collar farming, you know, so I, I kind of I grew up working hard outside, but but went to college, went in the Marine Corps after college. And so spent six years in the Marines and then wound up in, in healthcare after the Marine Corps, started in a sales role at a pharmaceutical company. And then just kind of moved my way up through big healthcare companies. Started at Pfizer, went to Eli Lilly, Roche Diagnostics, and, and always enjoyed sales and marketing. So just bounced back and forth between the two and kind of settled on marketing towards you know, towards the, the end of my time in healthcare and spent about twenty years on the road in the Marine Corps and healthcare, always traveling. And so I remember my wife saying, Can you can you find a job where you don't travel every day? And so looked around Houston, found HCSS was looking for a head of marketing and back in the construction industry. One of my goals was to get back into jeans and really just great people to work with. And so HSS offered all that. So I, I wound up there in 2012 and really just a great company. I loved construction, loved the, the software. They had a great product, great culture, customer service. And so had a lot of fun helping grow that company.
0: You were there at HSS for what, 5 years? 6 years?
1: Yeah, almost 6 years.
0: And the funny thing is, so I was there, I think I made it 4 months and then I yeah, just Yeah, you didn't make it very
1: long. No, I, <laughs> I did
0: not make it very long. And I was I was technically you in goes your back department. To your post. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you you were in my department, but you were like a duck out of water. I mean, it kind of goes back to your post this last week where your dad said don't be a lawyer. I mean, you in a cubicle doesn't work. No. So, uh, It was funny watching you. I mean, you worked hard. You came in. You were the first one to work at 6 a.m. with kind of your lunch pail, you know, wondering where everybody is. But it could have been a good fit. It wasn't really what you wanted to do. And so I I wasn't surprised when you walked in and just said, hey, I I need to quit. And luckily, we were able to convince you to go out on contracts and and kind of keep working with iBuild America. And then I wound up leaving not long after you to kind of pursue my dreams.
0: Yeah. So why? I mean, where did you go after you left? HCSs And I want to connect the dots for people because, I mean, you left a really, 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 really good job, right? I right. mean, <laughs> VP of marketing for HCSs, one of the most dominant construction software companies in the United States. I mean, that's, it's kind of a big deal. And then you left to go yeah. try to do something else. And it wasn't immediately with BuildWit, obviously, because BuildWit didn't really exist at that point, Right.
1: Right. Yeah, I wanted to keep kind of growing my career and and keep having a bigger and bigger impact. HSS was awesome; still love those guys. Have have son in laws that work there, but kind of was ready to go do my own thing and ultimately wanted to almost run my own agency. And so I I left and went went to a startup that was in the towing industry out of San Francisco. Didn't work out for a number of reasons, and then wound up doing some consulting with just you know different people in construction companies after a few months. And that's when you called pretty soon after that and said, no, I can't afford you, but I I can, I have some part-time work. Do you want to kind of help me? So that's how the dots connect. I I was out doing consulting when you called and, and it was a good timing for both of us.
0: What was the first project we worked on together for BuildWit? Was it Carolina? I
1: think you had, uh, it was that, or you had a website that you wanted to build. I can't remember which one it was, maybe, Carolina or LB3 or one of those. Maybe Rosso build even.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, could have been. It was one of those. You were building websites and wondering how to get them built. I think yeah. you committed to a company. <laughs> I said, sure, I could do that. Yeah. And uh, called me like, hey. <laughs> but yeah, I think it was building somebody's website. And, you know, I don't build websites either. I know more of the roles that go into doing it. And so I, I was able to at least get us with a, a web designer and a web developer and kind of put that together. And with your content and writing, we were able to put those first websites
0: out. It was really flying by the seat of our pants, though, because I like when I started, I think the very first website we we did was with Rosso and Dylan Stevens. So I remember right. I, I still there's like you you have those like very distinct moments in your career. And that was Dylan calling me. I was driving to California, I think, to visit. Sukit, not even LB3. I was driving to Southern California. Dylan, he he found me on LinkedIn, gave me a call and, Hey, I need a new website. And, and I said, absolutely sign me up. We'll make it happen. And I still don't know a single thing about making websites, but yeah. it was, it was really just kind of us just piecing together. It was me just trying to feed myself. I don't even know, we might've been paying you a little bit, as just like a contractor, and then we kind of just pieced together this contract team of developer, like a developer. It was really just a developer, right? Three of us to, to begin with. A
1: designer slash developer. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, she did both yeah. at the same time.
1: Yeah. Have you seen that website? I haven't even seen it. I, I hope it wasn't too embarrassing, that first one.
0: The Rosso one, it actually was was not bad, and then we just replaced it beginning of this year because we have learned a lot since then. So we said, we told Dylan like, Hey, we're just going to give you a new website because the old one's a little embarrassing and we don't really want it to represent us anymore. So we didn't even charge him for it. We just built him a new website.
1: I think we've done that twice for him. I think it was good the first one, but we kept getting better and better. And each time we did, we just went back to Dylan and said, we're redoing your website because it it, it needs to keep up with the current generation.
0: Yep. Yeah. And Dylan's, he's not going to argue. So when did you come on kind of seriously? Cause I know we, when you were with the trucking company, we were paying you some and then they were paying you some. So you were kind of combining right. the two to, to create a full income for yourself for a while before we could, yeah, cause we couldn't afford you for a very long time. I mean, it was, I mean, shit, not till January of this year before we could, I mean, technically in theory afford you. Right. And that's, yeah, that's two for years. About
1: six months. Yeah, six months or so I kinda of, I kinda of split between you and and Ruckett, the, the trunking company in Austin. And I honestly thought I would wind up over there. Those guys, you know, were pretty serious. They've been doing it for four or five years and I contracted with them to kind of help build that company and kinda of kept doing yours on the side, just having fun working with you and supplementing my income till either one of you could afford me. And then I think you and I actually met in December at a restaurant and kind of that was where we kind of had a heart to heart. And I, I think we were pretty much going to part ways. Like it was, I was going to go to Rocket and just work myself out of a job with you and you were going to start growing the team. And we kind of left there and then all of a sudden things just started to take off with Bill's Witt and we got busier and busier and just kind of switched and said, what you were doing was the most fun. It was, it was, So I was able to kind of combine fun and really where I wanted to go. And I kind of left my dream of starting my own company. I've always wanted to do my own agency, but you had a lot of things that I couldn't build. I didn't have a social network following like that. I couldn't get content like you were getting without hiring a a lot of people and and taking some time. And so it was just, it was kind of just magic to come on with you and you fit all the pieces that I didn't have. And I I think I gave you some of the stuff that you didn't have and, Together, it's been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. But it was, I mean, to come over full time to us was, I mean, for the both of us, it was a big risk because it was when we had that discussion. And I remember that discussion too. Like it was tomorrow, it was in Fort Worth. I don't even know who I was visiting at the time. I was visiting somebody out there. I mean, me, I was looking at how do I afford a marketing executive as a startup business? And then you were like, well, how the hell do I afford to live on? An income that's not even remotely what myself and my family is accustomed to and what we need, and so how how the right. hell do we meet in the middle? And I'm not even I don't even know how how we've done it. We've just kind of done it over time, <laughs> but it it was definitely a risk on both our both our sides.
1: Yeah, you don't even know. I, I listened to a book tape on the way up to Dallas. I, I had a three hour drive both way, four hour drive both ways, and I was you know it was listening to some career advice on going to a startup or a more established company. And it, it talked about the personality to make it work in a, in a startup and what you need financially, that sort of thing. And pretty much every factor pointed me back to a corporate job <laughs> working with a big company. Yep. And so, yeah, coming out of that, I was crazy to join you. You were crazy to hire me and take on you know that kind of responsibility for a small startup and both of us are being stupid but we're we're making it work and starting to take off so maybe we're not so stupid
0: yeah hey it's worked so far i met with a guy it's a long time ago now but it was around the same time too and i was kind of planning out what i was going to be spending for 2019 so i think it was the end of 2018 so i we had made a, just a little bit of money not very much in the first year and then we were planning on making a lot more in 2019 and just trying to figure out, you know, how we hire a team and this and that. And I, I kind of explained, you know, this is this is what I want to hire Dan on this and that. And he just told me, like, you just can't do that. There's no way you could do that. That makes that's just totally unrealistic and irresponsible as a small business owner to do something like this. And it got in my head a little bit. But I mean, shit, we've we've definitely made it work. And your role has been all over the damn place, too. It's not I really don't even know what you do. You're all over the damn place.
1: Yeah, well, that's kind of with our agency. I mean, we're not a marketing agency. We don't, you know, we've kind of changed the business. We've pivoted a bunch of times. We've always been about content and storytelling, being transparent, but you've evolved into much more than that. I mean, you really are. Everybody talks about being a partner with your customers. So it's, it's kind of cliche, but we, you really are forming partnerships with these guys. They're investing in us and helping us by paying us fees and stuff so that we can be in business and we're helping them grow, sometimes double, triple in size and business and hire people and, and, get new projects and win the biggest jobs that they've had. So it, and then we just keep pivoting to providing value to a small set of partners instead of, you know, instead of doing like large scale, typical marketing agency, you know, trying to build a hundred websites. We've, we've just focused on the right type of partners and, and doing everything we can to make them successful. So I think, my role has pivoted. I have some experience in doing a number of different things. I'm not really the expert in anything, but I feel like I've dabbled in almost all of it. So I've kind of helped you been able to pivot and take on new projects. And then when we find something that really works, then we build a team around that. And I kind of move on to the next thing.
0: Yeah. It's like every week we're on the phone. I wish we could have recorded our conversations over the past two years and just made that a podcast. Because it's like, yeah, we're on the phone every every other day, it seems like just sitting there like, man, we've screwed all this up and we need to go in this completely <laughs> new direction. This was the dumbest thing. I like, how do we even think this was reality? And we're talking about, right. you know, our idea our genius idea from the week prior, and we're already thinking it's stupid right. and we're already onto the next thing.
1: Yeah. Our poor partners, we, how many phone calls have we had with people like, Hey, you remember what we sold you on two months ago? Well, that that was a really dumb idea. Let's take that same money and let's pivot it and do something way more valuable for us. And. Because we chosen carefully and we said no to you know ninety percent that came in the door, I think you know these guys are on along for the ride and and trust us and and they've seen results, but we've made it work
0: It's working out so far right yeah. now, the world's going to shit, and we're trying to be right there with them too yeah, in the beginning, too, I guess one and and it's becoming more and more important now, and I talked with this, talked about this on the like of mining group podcast, you've kind of provided the experience that I, I'm not even close to having. And right now you're working on some bigger contracts and we've, we've agreed that you're by far the best person for it because they, you know, just see me as a kid, which is I'm okay with. So it's been an asset there. You know, you've been able to build a team before. So you've been able to help me figure out how the hell we even build a team. Cause I didn't, when I said yes to doing a website, I didn't even know there was a difference between designing a website and developing a website. And I still don't really understand the difference between the two. Cause we have, we have a designer that also develops and then we have developers and then we have designers. So we have a little bit of both right now. So you've taken your experience and added the business, but I feel like you've also had to do a lot of learning over the past year, especially as far as like branching into the HR stuff initially, now getting into business development. It's been, it's been a lot of learning.
1: Yeah. You know, that's one of the main reasons I'm here as I get older, I don't mind getting older. I don't want to slow down my learning, and I love being around younger people and and just the the rate that the world is changing. So it's it, that's been fun. So as we keep pivoting, and we quickly figured out, okay, if you do a website and you drive, you know, a couple thousand applicants to some job postings, you, you've got to have a good system there in place to to manage those and have an HR system. Or if if everybody's leaving the company because you don't have good HR. So I've been able to pivot and kind of learn that area and get us, you know, some really good hires there to do that. So that's been fun. You know, I, I'm not a social media person by, by nature that doesn't come natural. So, you know, working with you and, and learning that side and, and just seeing the value that we get out of all of your posts. But then even when I do some posts on LinkedIn and the team does it just how little we actually have to do on marketing because of what we're doing in social media. So yeah, I feel like I'm learning every day, all the different things that we're trying and what's working, what's not, what's not working.
0: Well, and like I, that. I mean, I tell people we spend $0 on marketing and they think I'm joking, but we don't, I mean, we, we don't spend any money. It's, yeah. it, it's all, all of social sales. media. Yeah.
1: You and I do the sales and we, and we've talked about, Never having a sales rep that's on an incentive because we, because we don't have any sort of pressure. We don't mind getting no. We say no to a ton of people. It's a different dynamic when we go in to talk to a somebody that wants to work with us.
0: It's just a straightforward conversation. I mean, even the conversation yeah. we had last week with Southern Sight, it's like, it's just a conversation. I used to be so nervous about sales stuff too, and asking for money and this and that, but now it's just, we just kind of lay it out there like, listen, and we even told them like, hey, our approach even two months ago was completely screwed up. So this is a totally new approach. We've been trying it out with other partners. It's worked phenomenally well so far. We think this is the way forward. We're admitting to our mistake. We fixed it. And then here's what we can deliver. Here's the value we can deliver you to you guys. Here's how much it's going to cost. Here's what mon- you know how much money we need to make our business work. Does this work for your business? And if it doesn't, how can we make it work? And then we just... We right. kind of just meet in the middle and figure it out.
1: Yeah, it sounds weird. But one of the things I've learned the last two years is just how much honesty works, you know, and being willing to admit you don't know what you're doing and you, and you kind of made that up and let you you mean well and, and you're transparent with people. You and I, we talk about a lot of things that we need to do in the business and, and probably 50% of the time it's like, hey, why don't we just be honest and tell them this? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's amazing how well that works. And then when they're on us back with us, either asking for money or when we don't deliver on something and just, you know, we just call them up, tell them, hey, we screwed up here. This is why we think we fixed it. But, you know, we apologize. And it's a good way to do business.
0: It's yeah. I don't know about you. I know you had some sleepless nights last week, but I sleep very well at night with how we do things. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I, I, you've kind of run me. I, I don't know. If I can go back to corporate America, and, and not that people are dishonest there. It's just they're not as transparent. What we have is kind of unique.
0: Yeah, and it, I mean, it's, it's, it's taken two years to get there too. I mean, we've, we weren't like this to begin with. It was like I remember my conversation with Richard Nickel when he asked us to do his website the first first year we we're in business, and I would always ask you like, hey, you know, what should we tell this guy? And we, we, we kind of, because I didn't, I don't know how to, I didn't know how to quote any of this. I'd never, like I'd said, I'd never done anything. So I didn't know what price points were for any of this work. And and, I mean, both you and I have just kind of figured it out as we, as we've gone too but you know, he asked, you know, how much is this going to cost? I went to you and then we kind of just made up a number like, all right, this, we think this is going to work. Like, and we kind of just crossed our fingers. He said, yes. And it was like, Oh my God, I can't even believe how that worked. This is amazing. And it was the most money I'd ever seen in my life. Now, I mean, it's a it's kind of a joke. Like it doesn't right. do anything for us, but that was our sales conversation two years ago. And then as we've, I mean, we've gone through that process 20, 25 times now with all different contractors right. and some of them we don't work with anymore. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of them we right. don't work with anymore. We've had a lot of proposals. We've heard a lot of no's. And I feel like we kind of think we win all the time, but I was going through, I forget what it was the other day. It was like old proposals and all the old proposals of all these companies we've quoted over the past two years that have all said no. And, and it, it was right. actually kind of humbling. It was like, holy smokes, we've been told no a lot. And then, I mean, I guess in turn, we've told a lot of people no too, because we've been screwed so many times. We've kind of figured out what we're good at and what we don't want to do.
1: You're kind of crushing my ego. I thought I was closing all those people.
0: Hey, wow. <laughs> we're, we're closing a lot. We're closing a lot. We need to, we no, need to close I, you know, a few more. I, I, don't,
1: I don't think it was, a, you know, we wouldn't have won with those. It's, it's got to be a good fit because what we're doing is unique. We don't just build a website and then walk away. I mean, and you can build a website and walk away and do it fairly economically and, and you don't have to charge that much. When we put 15, 20 people on a project, and we try and get experts in each area. We try and do everything that's around that, and then anticipate the future. I mean that that gets kind of pricey, and so we have to have the right kind of partner on the other end that gets all that and, and is willing to invest in that. And knows that you know getting a website live is just the start of marketing. It's not it's not the finish line. That's you just kind of got out of the starting blocks there. Yeah. So not everybody that we lost was a bad thing. There there were some good ones in there and the great companies, they just didn't get it and they weren't ready for where we were. So it it wasn't a bad thing.
0: Well, but I mean, the thing is too, we've only been playing this game for two years now. So, yeah. and I know you're, you're getting closer to the end than I am, but we, I mean, we have a lot of time left on the clock to be playing this game. So you and I both talk about it. You know, if someone says, no, we're okay with it because we know, you know, if they really understand it, they'll, they'll come back eventually. And that that's happened. That's happened a few times.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So, well, I wanted to keep this one short. I mean, kind of give everyone an intro as far as who Dan Briscoe is. And then I guess in subsequent podcasts, we can just kind of get into our approach on HR. I think that'd be cool. What you're learning on business development. I think that'd be cool. How we've built our team, you know, what our hiring philosophy is. Cause I know We've figured out a lot of a lot of things there, like how we use projects to test people and how we use a lot of contractors. And that's how we've, I mean, been able to build such an enormous team so fast as using those contractors when we need them, which has been great. And then taking care of them and then eventually turning them into full time hires, which has been even better. So I think there's a ton to talk about. I want to start sharing a little bit more about this. I know we all do it a lot on social media, but the podcast medium is just such a it's a whole different world.
1: Yeah, and you've done a great job with it. I think you said in one of your kickoff things. I kept bugging you about this. I, I knew you'd, I knew you'd be pretty good at a podcast, and and I knew you would have access to some really good guests just because of your travels. And but I didn't, I had no clue it would be this good. And I, I know I'm biased, and and you know I, I know the partners you're talking to and things like that. But it's you're really really good at it. I'm excited about where this thing is heading and, and the amount of people you'll have on it, and. You know, you're gonna keep getting smarter too as you have these guests on and you're you're talking to them, you're digging into the details and, and learning. So that's exciting for our company for you to keep doing that.
0: Well, and even I mean, I've been thinking about it a lot, just how to be better at all this podcasting stuff and be better at communicating with people and, and get better at speaking, because I've been doing a little bit of that too. I mean, even if there was no one listening to this podcast, it's just stupid not to do it because we're learning so much. Like I'm just learning all the people we work with and it is unique because we're not dealing with like a salesman or a project manager or something. We, the only people we, you and I work with are the owners of the business or, you know, the, the the key executives of every business. And they're, so they're the people we talk to all day, but it's, it's kind of cool to just sit down for an hour and be like, Hey, what's your story? And then sit there and, and ask questions and learn how about how they did it because we're trying to do the same thing. It's all the same principles, I feel like. It's like they did it in construction. We're trying to do it in marketing and HR and, and business development and, and everything we're pursuing, but it's all the same stuff. So I've, I've learned so much just talking to these guys because it's a whole different conversation with these guys too. Like I've talked to Dylan Stevens tons of times over and we've even talked about a story, but I haven't just sat down with him for an hour and be like, hey, let's just start from the beginning and go on. It's pretty cool. It's been an awesome learning experience yeah. for me so far.
1: Yeah, I I thought that today I was talking to Dylan for an hour and you and I were kind of going back and forth with Herb from Sargent. And I just was like, it's no wonder Aaron's learning so much. He's look at the guys he's surrounded himself with and and we're able to work with. So I'm just glad you added the podcast and and are keeping that going.
0: Yeah. And I guess at the end of the day, it helps us serve our partners better, just knowing them at a more intimate level and understanding what drives them and how they think and how they've created their business and what their values are. And then it just helps us provide more value to the dirt world and further our mission there. Yep. So it's been pretty neat.
1: Yeah. Yep. Exactly.
0: All right. Well, well, good. Well, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by. I'm sure you'll, you'll be by again soon. Maybe we have a summary podcast here with all the, the lessons and, and everything we've learned through this crisis. Cause we've definitely seen a lot from our partners here but we'll, yeah. we'll have you yeah. on shortly again. Okay. All right. I appreciate everyone listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone else who would, would also enjoy it. And hopefully uh, you come back for another one. Hopefully it wasn't a total waste of your time. So I appreciate you listening.